The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. And earlier this week, a teenager who drove a stolen car at more than 170 kilometres an hour the wrong way down a motorway on the 1st of July last year has been sentenced to four years of detention. He can't be named for legal reasons because of his age. In that crash, Johnny Foley, a young lad from Spur Hill in Toker, lost his life. The case concluded before Cork Circuit Criminal Court this week with the sentencing of four years detention. Two other teenage boys were seriously injured and a teenage girl less seriously so. The driver of the other car involved in that crash was Roisin Stakelum. Roisin had very, very serious injuries, which has left her, unfortunately, with, with permanent damage to some parts of her body. Roisin, she joins me now. I know that you don't want to comment on the sentencing, and that is your right, and that is your entitlement. We respect that. But, but besides that, my first question to you is, um, how are you now? Good morning. Good morning. Um, I am I'm okay. Um, I'm just very overwhelmed. It's all, it's just been a whirlwind, I suppose, for the last couple of months. And like, I suppose there's a certain level of like relief, I suppose, that that part of it is over, but um, it's all just very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Physically, how are you? Um, physically, I'm better than what I was. Um, there's still a long way to go before I'm anyway back to myself, or if I'll ever be back to the way that I was before. Um, there's still there's still a lot of, I suppose, medical interventions that need to happen. But yeah, I'm I'm better than what I was. Are you still in pain? You were in terrible pain for many weeks and months. I was in terrible pain. Um, I still have. A certain level of pain, but it's, it's nowhere near as bad as it was. Let's go back to that night back in July. So many hopes and dreams. You were on your way to Dublin, en route to Australia, to start afresh. I was, yeah. And it was just, the, there was a whole year's worth of planning and hard work that went into that moment. Um, just even applying for the professional registration for occupational therapy in Australia was just so difficult. And it did, like the whole process took about a year and it had finally just come together. I had just started the career break. I was three days into the career break. So, yeah, it was it was hard to take. The plan was a few weeks holidays and then work in, in Melbourne, was it? In Melbourne, yeah. So I was just going on a holiday just for a week with my friend, um, and then she was she was flying back to Ireland, and I was going on to Australia. And you were to meet her that night at, at Dublin Airport. Yeah. So yeah, one of the last messages that I was that I sent that night before the crash was to her, just to say that I was en route and that I'd see her at the blue car park at half three. Now, of the crash itself, have you any memory? I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I can, like, my memories are hazy. I did, like, I had a concussion, so they're they're fuzzy memories, but I can remember the headlights. But where the crash happened, it was on a, it was on a bend, so I didn't actually see the headlights till the very last second. So it was only, like, like a, a blink of an eye, really, the headlights and then the, then the impact. And then after that, everything was very hazy. Did, but, did you, did you realise that there was going to be an impact is there that was that, that no, moment no, no no it was it was it was that quick no i didn't i didn't and i didn't realize what had happened afterwards i was very confused i did like 
didn't make any sense. What's the next thing that you remember after that? Just the guards coming to the window. Like, it was very quick. I don't remember being in the car for too long before there was somebody at the window. Um, and, I, like, I don't know, was it, did I lose consciousness or were they there that quick? But it was, I can only remember, like, two or three minutes and then there was somebody at the window. And then there was the emergency services. They were very, very quick as well. At what point did you realise the, the extent of your injuries? Oh, I'd say not for um, a week. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was very, like, I was very out of it, I suppose, for about a week. Um, just really confused. So it it, it it took a while to settle in. It just, I, I, just, I had difficulty processing it. I don't think my brain was processing it. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't recognise yourself the first time you looked in a mirror. That must have been a horrific moment. It was, actually. And yes, they, so there was the care assistants that were looking after me. They, I, I wasn't able to move very well in the first couple of weeks, so they had to do everything for me, and they had to like help me have a shower. And that was the day, the, I'd say it was a couple, maybe four or five days afterwards, um, that I was in the bathroom and there was a mirror but they had prepared me. They were like, have you seen your face yet? Mm-hmm. I was like, no. So they were very, very helpful. And they, they, they supported me. But yeah, it was, it was a fright. It didn't, it didn't look like me. It looked very, very deformed. How is it now? It's better. It's better. It's not the same. It's definitely not the same, but the doctors and the COH did a fantastic job. They're marvellous people out there. They are. They are. Your victim impact statement to the court was very strong and can I compliment you Roisin on your extraordinary kindness towards the young people in the car particularly the chap that died Johnny yeah well it just it had a massive effect on me and I actually I can't remember at what point I realized that someone had passed away in the accident but it did it, it and it continues to have a massive effect on me that he lost his life he was so young and I just think it's very, it's just such a waste of a young person's life. Mm. It's very sad. Mm. So what happens to you now? You, you, Australia's not, it's not ruled out. You, you are. It's, it's, yeah, it's not ruled out, but like I'd say there's only a very slim possibility that I'll follow that path now. It's just, I feel so different. Like it's just, this experience has had such a massive effect on me. I don't feel like I'm the same person that I was when I was making those plans. Like, I know I have friends over in Australia and my sister is over there, but essentially I was going over by myself and I don't think I have the confidence to make that journey now. Not at the moment, anyway. Um, That's why I'm like, maybe there's, maybe there is a glimmer of hope, maybe next year. But I just, I can't see it happening. Yeah, physically, will you be able to soon enough? You will. Mm, I don't know. Like, there's still a lot of ongoing treatments. Like, I'm, I still have a a good way to go, really, before I'm physically better than what I am now. So, I mean, that's another thing. I, I really need to just focus on my health and getting back to where I was beforehand so that's kind of my main priority yeah as you, as you say that that night last July changed you changed you for forever yeah you've also been keen to point out individuals who helped you along the way from the first moment to today yeah yeah but the guards 
especially I just feel like the guards were absolutely fantastic from the very like the, the first person that I saw after the impact was a guard and then they, it was Aoife McCarthy was my um, my guard liaison and she just gave me an unlimited amount of support for the last couple of months just checking in with me regularly letting me know about every minor details in the cases and just supporting me in court because I was absolutely terrified doing the victim impact statement. I've never, obviously never done something like that before. Um, and I didn't know would I be able to get up there and do it. But with her support, I was able to do it. And I just thought that, that was a very important thing to do because otherwise I'd just be like a face in the crowd or a name on a piece of paper. But when I stood up and actually read the words that I wrote, it just it makes me more of a real person. That makes sense. Yeah, I've I spent a lot of time in courts over the years, and a victim impact statement was always a time when you could hear a pin drop, and and many of them were read out. But when they were spoken by the person themselves, that they, they they are words that have that have power. They are, and it's it is a really difficult thing to do. It's probably up there with one of the hardest things that I've ever done in my life. But I'm really happy I did it. Mm. Was it was it harder to write it or to actually present it in court? Oh, to present it in court, I could have written. I could have written it forever. I actually had to stop because there was so much things that happened to me and so many emotions and like I, I probably could have spent the rest of my life writing it down. But I just had to, I had to cut it off, obviously, at some point. Yeah, your parents have taken great care of you, and your friends have taken great care of you in the months since. Yeah. They have, they have, like my parents have been absolutely outstanding. Um, they're just very good parents anyway, but it's not been easy for them. It's They've been very traumatized by this whole experience as well, and it, it continues to affect them. My friends have been absolutely amazing as well, um, just from all the visits in the hospital to driving me around the place because I, I can't drive my car yet, um, and just send me really lovely positive messages they've they've been just very good they all had hopes and dreams for you just like you had hopes and dreams for yourself yeah and it's it's affected my friends as well like the the girl that i was going on holidays with me of like she she's very traumatized by what happened as well she was up in dublin airport by herself for hours just trying to figure out why i didn't arrive I mean, that's, that's going to have a lasting impact on her as well, the events of that night. She, she was trying to ring you, wasn't she? She was trying to ring me and my phone was ringing. So she just, she, she couldn't figure out why I didn't turn up. And because my phone was ringing, she just assumed that maybe I'd lost it or um, she just, she was just very confused. But she she worked well under pressure. With the, she started ringing guard stations from Dublin back, but obviously, like they hadn't, they didn't know that that crash was after happening in Mitchellstown. And she was she started from Dublin going back. Um, but she eventually made contact with my parents through my sister, who was in Australia, because she didn't have a number for my parents. So she rang my sister, and my sister rang my parents, and then my mother rang from my guard station first, and they were obviously the guards that had been out of the scene so they were able to tell her yeah do you get flashbacks i do i do unfortunately yeah yeah and it's just driving in like even being a passenger in a car like i haven't been able to drive my car yet but being a passenger in a car is absolutely terrifying i can't even look out um at the road and 
obviously I'm probably very sensitive to to other road users now after this experience, but like I have noticed that people lately just drive very aggressively. And I have had I've had panic attacks in the car because people are driving so aggressively. Mm. And obviously I just think about the crash. And even like if like not on the road besides that, like even if there's a loud noise or certain certain noises like the indicator noise makes me have flashbacks. That tick, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it must have been going off in the car afterwards when I was sitting in it because it triggers, it triggers a memory. Wow. Do you ever think you'll drive again on your own, do you think? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I just, I can't, um, I can't see it happening anytime soon, but I'm working with some professionals that are, um, that specialize in trauma after car accidents. Mm -hmm. So I'm really hoping that he, his work works on me. Because it's it's one of the missing pieces in my life now is driving. You liked it. I loved driving. I don't think I'll ever love it again. But it's it's just important. It's it's. <laughs> I can't go places without the car. From listening to you, you are determined to piece your life back together. Yeah, yeah, I am. I think one of the reasons that you're you're willing to talk about it, and it must be difficult for you, is that you want to raise a kind of awareness out there among the, the public, the road users of Ireland. What is that awareness? Yeah, I just feel like this. There's an awful lot of there's a there's a massive increase in road traffic accidents lately. Now again, I don't know if I'm just very sensitive to the topic now but I just feel like last year there were so many accidents um, and obviously this this new trend of joyriding I don't know if it's new but it seems to have like become a massive problem and I just feel like if me telling my story and one person hears it and decides that that's not something they're going to do that's that's going to be yeah. an important thing to it, do It was always around I can tell you it was around in the 80s when my dad was a guard in the north side God rest him it's always been around, but there's been a resurgence of it in recent years. Yeah. You know, cars being stolen and just driven like crazy. Yeah. Like, even since since all this, since this case has been made public, I've gotten messages on my Facebook from people that have had their cars stolen as well. And they just, they just wanted to, like, let me know that, that you know, that happened to them and that they were really sorry that this happened to me. So yeah, there's there's a lot of it going on. I wish you improved health, and I hope Thank you very that much. I hope that someday you will get to Australia and you will you will start that job. You're a, a special kind of occupational therapist, I think. That's what you do, isn't it? I'm a mental health occupational therapist. So OT is it's a it's a very broad profession. So we work in a lot of different clinical areas, but I'm I'm in mental health. Well, someday you'll do great work for others, uh, just like they've done for you. Uh, thank you for talking to me, and I wish you the very best of luck for the future. Thank you, PJ. See you, Roisin. You have a good day. Finbar's listening. Finbar Archer and says she's very brave. I just want to wish her all the best for the future. I think you sum up the words of thousands, Finbar, this morning. Corks 96 FM.